Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. This week's episode is brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Since 1989, Southeastern Pond Management has been a leader in pond and lake management services. If you own a pond or a lake anywhere in the Southeast, Southeastern Pond Management can evaluate the health of your pond and then work with you individually to put together the right plan to get what you want out of your body of water. Through electrofishing, liming, fertilizing, and weed control, Southeastern Pond Management is the one-stop shop to help you produce more healthy trophy fish than ever before and if you're interested in building a new pond or lake give these guys a call to help evaluate your land and design the best possible body of water for you if you're anywhere in the southeast schedule an obligation free consulting with one of their biologists by calling 1-888-830-POND and brought to you by NorthAlabama.org or the North Alabama Fishing Guide. Also brought to you by the all-new Alabama Fishing Show is coming to Gaston, Alabama at the venue at Coosa Landing on George Wallace Drive, March the 10th through the 12th. The only true fishing show in Alabama, featuring all things fresh and salt water. If you fish, don't miss the latest fishing gear, equipment, apparel, custom tackle, lures, rods and reels, and electronics and guides. March the 10th, through the 12th, $10 for adults, $8 for kids, five and under are free. Tickets are available online or at the door. Free parking. Learn more at alabamafishingshow.com. We hope to see you there. And brought to you by texashunter.com. Since 1954, Texas Hunter Products has produced the best engineered and finest quality feeders and hunting blinds in the industry. The Texas Hunter brand has become synonymous with quality and durability. By sticking to premier standards, the company delivers tough, long-lasting products that meet the real-life needs of anglers and hunters across America. Their fish feeders, deer feeders, hunting blinds, and outdoor accessories are among the highest rated in the industry. You can trust that your purchase from Texas Hunter Products will meet your needs for generations to come. To learn more, visit TexasHunter.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brian Sin. Hope you guys are having a great week around the state of Alabama. Man, I don't think we could ask for better weather than we've had this week. And it's warmed up. It just it doesn't feel like February out right now. And uh, thankfully, we've gone a few days without rain and uh, enjoyed a little sunshine, which is a welcome, welcome change. For sure, but uh, I can't wait to, to see what uh, everybody's doing around the state fishing this week. Uh, we've got some great callers lined up today, and uh, I'm betting that the fish is going to be pretty good. So, man, let's get right to it with segment one today. Love having Zeke on here from the Coosa River. What's going on, Zeke? Hey, nothing much. Doing Y'all doing okay? Doing good, man. Doing good. Just been enjoying this, uh, enjoying this weather a little bit. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a good change. I hadn't seen the sunshine in a long time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a welcome change. And God, man, up in the 70s today, that's a nice little uh, blessing for this time of year for sure. That's right. Well, man, I'm glad I got up with you. And, and man, love always love having you on the show, especially when we're talking about the Coosa River. And, uh, man, you know it as good as anybody. So uh, I know you've been fishing, man. Let's talk about what you've been doing. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been fishing a lot. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, take off and go deer hunting. I think I fish even more in the wintertime now. 
Uh, used to winter time for me was actually really tough. I finally spent a lot of time in and figured some stuff out, but I mean, we'll talk about that. But um, particularly uh, Logan Martin, is, uh, which is my home lake, it has been on fire lately. There's been some real giants caught. I've caught giants myself. I actually caught one close to nine. It weighed almost 873 on my handheld scale. And uh, that's the biggest one I've ever caught on any of the Coosa River lakes. So it's been fishing really good lately. Man, that is a tremendous fish on the Coosa chain. That, congrats, brother. That's a pig. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yep. And there's been several others, and uh, not not personally me just catching them, but other people. Uh, there's been a lot of mid mid six pounders, and a lot of those weighed in. And uh, man, I'm I'm fired up because we had a real tough fall, and it looked like the lake was just not doing good. But uh, this winter, man, especially January and uh, going into February, I mean, it's showing out here uh, recently. Well, when you catch a fish on on Logan or Lay or any of the Coosa chain that's getting up there to that nine mark, I mean, the Coosa's not gunnerful. It's not known for giant bass. And I mean, what would you, I mean, what's that would be comparable to a probably 11, 12 pound bass, at least on the Tennessee river, right? Right. Yeah. 100%. So, I mean, recently in the years past, you know, you would see one, maybe two, you know, weighed in over six a year, uh, or well, probably one or two in the spring, then one or two in the fall, possibly, you know, and, uh, uh, this year there's already been, I think I have, I have not fished a tournament. So there's been what a total of five weekends, I guess, or six weekends in the year now, something like that. And I think I've had, uh, people have weighed in one over six, almost seven, every tournament I've been at on Logan. Man. And Zeke, we've especially right there toward the end of the year in this fall, you know, there was so a lot of complaints actually, you know, about the Coosa. And I mean, we had a, a lot of callers that we talked about it a lot on the podcast about how the weights were down. Uh, there was an issue on the Coosa and, and right. that it was fishing terrible and a lot of concern with fishermen that, that it was headed in the wrong direction. So it's uh, right. extremely encouraging to hear that you're catching yeah what you've called and, and what you're seeing the other yeah. people catch well, in the tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the thing, there's actually a couple of things I'm thinking, uh, this year has made it special. And, uh, uh, well, let's go even farther back. So last summer, uh, there was a big fish kill and, uh, there was a lot of white bass dead more than, I saw a few bass, but not, not many. All right. But there was a lot of white bass that were dead, which are those little stripes, you know, and they actually put those in here. And, uh, this year, this, uh, winter usually you can catch you usually catch white bass i mean you'll just see them on your forward facing sonar and they're just everywhere and uh we'd catch uh 50 in a day if you got in a big school of them if you wanted to and uh this year i think i have not caught a single one so i don't know if something happened when those when that fish kill happened and i think the bass maybe felt more out to get on kind of what they used to which is like creek channels and uh suspend and but this year they have they've uh a lot more i'm still catching a lot of salts and some hybrids but not as many as them either so i'm not, I'm not exactly sure where they're they are at but man uh, if you see one on four facing sonar most of the time it's been a bass so that's really good to see yeah that's really good to see i wonder how much of that has to do with you know with with bait fish when you when you t- you know when you had that that fish kill for those white bass you know, I mean, that's a, that's definitely, yeah. they compete 
for the forage fish uh, with a large mouth and a spot. So uh, I wonder how how much of that is related to the reason yeah. you're you're catching some better fish now. I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's uh I can't really explain it. So they did a study on that fish kill. I think the Coosa River Keeper. Don't quote me on that, but. I read a study that said that, you know, they died from spawning or trying to spawn those white bass did. And they usually spawn about late May, supposedly. And uh, that's what they ended up reeling it out as. Now, I don't know, maybe the lake kind of had a turnover in the summertime because we had a lot of, we had, we lack rain. And, that, and that's another point I'm going to touch on too. We've had so much rain lately. Oh, and man. Uh, any, yeah, anytime that happens, you know, we, we have had just full blast current lately. So what that does is I think a lot of those fish that might have been on the river, uh, maybe even swimming out in the middle of the lake, is kind of pushed them in the creeks and stuff. And I know it's pushed the shad, and then there's some shad on the river, but I believe that like most of our population right now, and especially on the lower end of the lake, have been up in creeks because one, the, wa- the water's a little bit warmer and it's a little bit clearer in the creeks. Just and that's every creek, it's not just one particular one. It's just every creek from like Stanley Bridge down. If you can find shad, you you're about to find bass most of the time. Well, and plus, they, yeah, it's cleaner water, it's warmer water, and, and, and right now with the current like it is, it's, it gets them out of the current, and obviously the bait fish are leaving, so they're following them. Right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, but that's been my, that's been my main uh, deal uh, here lately, especially the past month. I've, I've rigged up four or five different rods, and it really depends on the day on what we're going to catch them on. So, I mean, a couple of instance, instances like that, like if it's a real sunny, kind of a, got a good breeze today, which has been rare, but there have been a couple. We've been catching a lot on the jerk bait. The jerk bait bite on Logan hasn't been this good in a long time for me. And uh, this year it's been really good uh, several days in a row in some instances. But uh, we tend to, once we got the cloudy weather, it was real slick calm some days. You know, if there's a little bit of wind, uh, you had to go. I feel like you had to go size down a little bit more. Now, the Domeki rig's been really well, probably the most consistent bait just to catch fish. And it's just, it, you know, it targets everything. I catch everything from catfish, crappie, uh, stripes, and bass on that thing. So if you're going to look just for fish, that's the bait to throw. But if you're looking for a larger fish, I definitely throw the jerk bait. Um, that big fish actually came on a swim bait. So, and not a big swim bait, like a three and a half inch swim bait. And uh, it was actually just suspended and uh, sitting over like 25 foot of water and it was sitting about 10. And uh, I've been mainly looking at my forward facing sonar, just trying to find shad. And uh, once I find those shad, I usually, like I, like I mentioned a while ago, you're going to find either A stripe or B bass and sometimes mixed. And actually that big, the really big fish I caught last week was actually hanging around stripe. So don't be wow. afraid, you know, don't be afraid. you know, those, I believe once those fish get that big, I think they do totally different stuff. Now, I'm not exactly sure what they do, but once the fish gets that old, you know, that fish, I mean, studies showing like the, that fish was 24 inches long and 18 and a half inch girth. And it was absolutely the most perfect fish you've ever seen. Like there was no scars on it. There was, I mean, it was, it looked like you come out of a pond, you know, and, uh, it was just hanging out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, but it was just, it was related to shad, you know, and I guess it was waiting for those stripes to kill shad and I saw my bait coming by him and he just, I just tricked him, you know, I caught him him slipping, I guess. That's awesome, man. So you can tell the difference on your forward face and sonar and the stripe and the the large mouth or spots? For the most part, I can. It takes a lot of time looking at it. Just, I look at it as, especially a a bigger fish, uh, you can tell, you can kind of see their tail almost. And people that look at pan optics will understand when I, when I say this, but 
when you see a fish's tail on that graph, usually you can tell like a large mouth would be real lazy, real slow swimming, where a stripe is usually real high pace and it'll, it'll just it'll storm your bait, swim underneath it and then come up and actually eat your bait where a large mouth kind of just eases up to it and just almost ticks it like a crappie. Now spots, most of the time they're, they like, they really like a jerk bait. So, you know, and I'm, I hadn't been, I've been working my jerk bait. Just, just depends on the mood of the fish. Sometimes I have to pause and let them swim up to it and eat it. But a lot of times it's once they see it, if you stop it, they won't, they won't bite it. You have to work it pretty fast. And that's actually, you know, against every book you ever read for like wintertime fishing, but that's just what I've noticed here lately too. And uh, you can catch them on Alabama rig too, but they see so many Alabama rigs now. They're real shy on. And if it's a real, if it's like the perfect conditions, like real cloudy, real windy, you can still catch them on it. But uh, I've noticed the single baits have actually been a little bit better this year for me. And like I was saying, it just depends on the conditions. Like, like I said, the sun a while ago, the jerk baits better. It's cloudy. I like the Domeki rig or the single swim bait better. And I, I mean, that's, that's kind of the rule of thumb. Like I said, I've had the same four baits tied on the last month, and that's all I've been doing. All right, guys, let's take a few moments and hear from some of this week's sponsors. AFCO, family-owned and operated, AFCO Fishing Apparel and Tackle are designed to handle the harshest elements and help you weather it any day on the water. From cold tournament mornings to the humid summers in Florida, our products are built to handle the extreme. We are proud to hear customer stories about the 20-plus year life cycle of the AFCO products. Visit AFCO.com, that's A-F-T-C-O.com for on-the-water performance gear. Also brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs, as well as motor sales and services, and now they have a pro-level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at bucksislands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. So when you're fishing the jerk baits, and I mean, you mentioned you know, 25 foot of water on suspended fish mm-hmm. is, you know, I, in my mind, I guess I was thinking that the fish were going up into, up into the channels and the, and the, and the lakes off the main river and we're, right. we're probably up really shallow. Yeah. So, well, that's another thing. Some days they are, um, some days I, I've caught them from, uh, you know, where the bottom's four foot and I've caught them like that. The bigger fish tend to hang out kind of like in the actual channels of the, of the uh creeks and i'm in my boat majority of the time will sit in like 20 foot plus of water now i don't catch them in 20 foot of water i'm catching them about 10 you know or eight something like that um and they usually a good rule of thumb to me is when you see one up high and what i mean by that is if it's 10 foot or less and especially if it's in that five to eight foot zone most of the time that's a bass that's interesting isn't, it? isn't that amazing it is yeah so most of the time the stripe they'll lay low they'll lay in that 15 to 20 and they'll they'll swim really fast. Like you have to pay attention to pan optics. And, and I've looked at it for so long now. I mean, I've, I've had pan optics since 2020. So I've had it about three years now. And finally this year, you know, I've really, really kind of, I could tell you a lot about what, where they're going to be and, you know, and just put it in the water, you know, and I can graph around with my graphs on the back, you know, my hummingbirds and find the shad and once i start seeing shad and then sometimes i won't see fish you know on my actual grass but once i put the paint optics in the water a lot of times those fish will be hanging with those balls of bait and they'll and a lot of times i like to see them sitting on top of the bait versus below the bait if they're below the bait usually they're a lot harder to catch but if they're cruising on top of the bait most of the time they're hunting they're they're looking to eat and and you know before forward facing sonar 
it's totally changed the way that you fish, right? I mean, because like those those fish out there suspended in five to ten foot in twenty five foot of water or fifteen foot of water, you wouldn't even know they're there. I mean, you're usually fishing below them or you just miss them. Yeah, it was it was just like when the Alabama rig came out. Um, we targeted when that Alabama rig came out. We were targeting fish we've never been able to target, you know, because they're suspended. And uh, you know, sometimes they don't want a single bait; they want that ball of bait, but just with the forward facing sonar, now you're able to actually kind of explore and feel confident. And, and, and I'm, it's not really, I haven't been fishing like any particular, like, I mean, I've been fishing certain creeks, but you know what I'm saying? There's not a point I pull up on. I'm like, they're going to be there. You know, it's right. more of, I, I, if I set the boat in the water, I might see some birds diving. I might see, you know, I look for that. Usually, uh, usually that'll give you a good idea on where the shad are. And then once you find the shad, you know, and, and sometimes it takes me an hour to find them. Sometimes it takes me, you know, 10 minutes, you know, I just never, you never know. But a lot of times, you know, they'll relate to like a hump. They won't be on the, on the hump, but they'll be like in a Creek channel bend. They'll be they'll almost like they orbit a place, you know, like, especially like a hump or something. They'll just orbit that just like a, like the planet, like solar system is what I, what I call yeah. it. You know, they're related to that, but they're suspended just hanging off of it. So yeah, what you just said, you Back in the day, you could never, never, you know, target that fish that was just swimming out in the middle of the lake. Well, now you can. Now, I guess it, it can be uh, frustrating. It was frustrating for me, but you have to have confidence in doing it. And it's going to take time to really learn. And You know, there's certain spots like where I caught that real big one. It's out in the middle of a creek channel. But for some reason, the bait really likes to hang out in that certain little section of the creek channel. And I, I don't know why. It's just a straight ledge. But. They really like to hang right there, and I've actually caught several like three and four pound spots right there in that hundred yard little stretch. And there's nothing down there; there's no rocks. It's just soft bottom. And uh, but for some reason, the shad like to hang right there. And that you know that's just me having time put on the water. Right. Well, it's it's but, real interesting, you know, because last week Zeke we had we had guys on from you know from from West Point from Eufaula all the way up through the you know the Coosa and 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 in the Tennessee and everybody with all the current we've all got everybody was fishing you know fishing the bank with uh with crankbaits or mm-hmm. chatterbait and uh you know shallow running crankbaits chatterbaits and and then you know here you this week and you're you're fishing a totally different way and still yes, catching the catching the snot out of them yeah well that goes back to what I was mentioning. I think the rain, anytime we get a lot of rain on the Coosa, you know, it, it brings out a lot of nutrients and stuff and it kind of flushes almost, it's almost like a cleanse, you know, like when you do a, a water fast or something, yeah. you know, it's like you clean the body, it cleanses the, the whole lake, you know, and it brings a lot of nutrients into the lake. And, uh, for some reason, you know, in the moon phases and stuff like the, you know, these big moons we've been having, I think it's, it's kind of, and this is the best time of year to really catch a giant fish, anybody. Yeah. Water. Right. Yeah, no doubt. January and February, I think more big bass are caught then than just about any time. 100%. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking it's, it was just like a perfect storm uh, where we had all that rain and we just had real low light conditions for a long time. And uh, it caused those fish, you know, if you read any book, uh, you know, when it's low light conditions, fish, one, fish are going to bite better historically but two you know it kind of it makes them roam more it makes them want to get out and they'll suspend and uh and you can not say and i've actually caught some going down the bank as well uh now it's been real tough for me down the bank but i've been mainly like i said just targeting bait targeting looking for thread fins and 
fishing out there you know I'm, I, you can call it out in the middle of nowhere really and that's really what it is sometimes. yeah but it's just they're related to that bait right now heavy and a lot of the baits in the creek i think i mentioned that a while ago too yep. and i think that's the main lake there's people still catching them on the main lake don't get me wrong but i believe the majority of our our population is in these creeks right now and this might change with this warmer weather but i think once once we stop getting the rain and stuff i think we'll see it you know they'll start moving back in the pockets and they'll there'll they'll be some pull up on the river because last year we we killed them on the river but this year i have not i don't think i've weighed in a bass and a main on the main body maybe one you know so just a lot of our population yeah that's really cool and it'll be anxious to see if they if they restock those hybrids or not i don't know why they do it to start with i mean i guess it gives you more stuff to fish for but uh, it's definitely a competitor for our largemouth, and that's what the majority, you know, people are either largemouth or crappie fishing. It is right, yeah. So I, you know, and we've I've seen you if you go on Facebook right now, you'll find people just complaining about you know catching white bass. And like I said, I hadn't I actually caught some on Weiss. We had a tournament on Weiss, which is kind of off subject, but we actually caught some in Weiss, and those are the first few I've seen on the Coosa. And I've been mainly fishing Lay and Logan, but. Uh, I've not caught a single one on Lay and Logan. And Logan's was just filled with them last year, like I said. I mean, there was, it was just sickening how many was out there. And I feel like a lot of those places that were heavily congregating those white bass, I feel like the bass weren't there as much back in years years prior. So They just didn't like the company. They just left. Right, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. them real big fish like that, like the one I caught, I think, I don't think he wanted to, to compete with a little white bass. You know, I think he just probably laid off on the bottom and would eat a shad every now and again. But now he felt like he was just more free, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of like that place I deer hunted over in Sumter County a long time ago. Man, it was covered up with, with deer and big deer. And then the hogs moved in, and I'm talking about moved in thick. And the deer left. They just didn't like, they didn't like the competition or didn't like the company. I guess he's, I right. guess the bass are doing the same thing with, uh, they get out right. of the way. Let them have that area. Yeah, like that big one I caught, it was sitting by itself. There was not another fish hanging around it. It was just sitting, it was actually sitting on a real small, tiny ball of bait, about the size of an Alabama rig, probably, you know. I'll be dang. It was sitting still, and most of, like I was telling you a while ago, most of the time, the largemouth up or any bass, they'll steadily swim. Like I hardly, unless they're sitting on a piece of structure, like uh, like a rock or a stump or something, but. If they're out there suspended on bait, most of the time they're kind of swimming around and moving and uh, crappie like to sit real still. And that's kind of, I didn't think that it was too big to be a crappie, you know, when I looked at it and I kind of just threw it over there. And when it felt my bait, it just kind of, kind of tail kicked up and just kind of ticked it like a crappie. It didn't really smoke it or nothing. I just kind of leaned into it and then uh, pulled drag actually for a second. Then it rolled on the top. And that's when I realized it was actually a bass. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow, here we go. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I thought it was a stripe because that's what we were catching actually in that particular area. And that, I mean, I was only seeing like four or five stripes, and then that one was just hanging off to the list. So I don't know. I caught a real big one on lake years ago around stripe like that. So maybe those real true giants, like I said, they do. A fish they're that different. big does not do. Yep, they, they're different. They're different. There's no doubt about it. That's awesome. Well, congrats on a heck of a fish, man. That's a incredible fish on on Logan or anywhere on the Coosa. Heck, anywhere you go, that's a great fish. But uh, man, hats off to you on that. Well, it sounds like you're definitely on the fish. And uh, man, you know, tip of the day. What what would your tip be if somebody's coming fishing this weekend? Um, definitely, if you're going to Logan, if you're not seeing bait fish, you better leave and uh, stay in the creeks. 
that's my number one tip right now lately to anybody. And uh, if you want to learn forward-facing sonar and you want to get out there and do it, this is the time to do it. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, look, if somebody wants to book a trip with you, to get better at their electronics or go out and, and, and just have a great day on the lake fishing, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Right. Yeah. So I actually do sonar trips, just solely sonar trips, uh, like you said, but if you want to contact me, just contact me on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Instagram is ZPG fishing. And then my Instagram is Zeke Gossett. And I also have a website, which is ZekeGossettFishing.com. And uh, you check me out there for sure. All right, Zeke. Hey, man, I appreciate it as always. Congrats on a, on a great fish and some great tournament wins and finishes already early in the season. So, uh, yes, man, look forward to, to staying in touch with you and, and keep us abreast of what's going on on the Coosa, and, and good luck to you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. Stay safe. Yes, sir. You too. All right, bye. All right, guys, let's take a couple minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by outdooralabama.com that's where i learned the basics of how to hunt and fish including what's in season and which license to buy learn more at outdooralabama.com go hunt go fish get outdoors this message was brought to you by the alabama department of conservation and natural resources and brought to you by Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system of Available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16 millimeter monocular, the PD Pro B 16 millimeter binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. Also brought to you by Baker's Metalworks and DC Supply. Baker Metalworks and Dixie Supply offer numerous items to help you get your project done right the first time. They carry a variety of different panel profiles in your choice of colors and gauges with all the matching trim and accessories. They also offer a full line of hardware items and post-frame building designs. Their friendly and knowledgeable sales representatives are always willing to help answer any questions or concerns you may have. Contact them with any questions or get a free estimate today. Baker's Metalworks and DC Supply, your metal roofing headquarters. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Great first segment with Zeke. Man, what a great fish on the Coosa River. You get close to nine pounds on the Coosa, that's a that's a heck of a big fish. So y'all reach out, give Zeke a call if you want to work on your electronics and uh, if you want to just a good trip on the Coosa River, he is a, he's a guy that can put you on them. So let's go north to the state to the Tennessee River, uh, and with my next guest, Mr. Cody Harrison. What's going on, Cody? Oh, not much, man. Just living the dream. Just living the dream. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I, I, I know you've been chasing the ducks this winter, and uh, but but it's time to get back on the water, brother. Yep, yep. Finally starting to get back out there. Got everything broke in, running around again, and I've uh, been playing around a little bit here the last couple of days on Gunnersville. I had took the weekend off because they had that big – battle of the baits or whatever it was team tournament out here on gunnersville sunday but just 
finally getting back at it. Finally got the first fish in the boat of 2023. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, how's it fishing up there right now? It's not too bad. It's not lights out. You know, numbers aren't just fantastic or nothing, but it's fishing just like your typical early February. The quality's been really good when you do catch one. I will say it seems like uh, seems like you can do pretty good bit right now in Gunnersville. Uh, rig, fish shallow, chatterbait trap, all that kind of same that same deal as always. But this doesn't seem I, I don't know. Maybe I just hit it right. But the last last few times I've been out, pressure ain't been that bad. A lot of people are still probably deer hunting too. So but yeah, right got this now, last week of deer season. Everybody's trying to get that last one yeah. in the freezer. Yep, exactly. I, like you and I were just talking about, man, everybody seems to still be trying to get that last deer killed. And I just, I like this time of year because it's not real crowded. And I feel like you can catch your biggest one this time of the year too, especially with a warming trend like we've had this week. Oh but yeah. It's, uh, it's been pretty fun, you know, catching a few four pounders here and there. catching a lot of three pounders. Y'all no still got a lot of current up there and with all the rain that we had the oh, last yeah. few weeks. It's not as bad as it was, but yeah, we've got a lot of current still. I, you know, I looked at it yesterday while I was out there, and it just—I could feel it. You know, it was dead calm. I can feel it a lot more when it's dead calm. And tell what you know that it's just actual current, not just wind current. But it says the floodgates are still rolling out of Nickajack and Gunnersville, so you could definitely feel it though. Yeah, and that—that that seems to turn them off. So, what a so are you fishing? Are, are you pretty shallow right now? I've uh, been bouncing back and forth. Uh, yesterday, yesterday we fished pretty shallow for a while, um, but you know it's one of those things. I, was, you know, we've had two days, two or three days now of over six degree weather. It's like one of those things where you just, you just know you need to go shallow in Gunnersville somewhere. So I'm just mainly big fish hunting, just trying to catch a giant. We've been exploring these last few times we've been out, and I took a guy from Smith Lake yesterday. He fishes Smith a lot, and. We played around out there for a little bit, had a decent little bag, and we got uh, we got five or six boat, five or six fish in the boat on, you know, six casts in a row, and took a little pick, and I said, let's go find a big fish. We went looking for a big fish, and he hooked into one and pulled the dang snap off his crankbait or whatever, and that was the only one we hooked that we, you know, I don't know if it was a true giant or anything like that, but you know, good quality seven pound arsenal class fish so well when when kind of looking for so walk me through that cody so when you when you say i mean you you know y'all were catching fish and when you say let's go let's go hunt a big fish what do you change what do you do different what are you looking for when you go target a big fish well i right now since it's that warming train i'm looking at shallow grass i'm I like to go fish that real shallow stuff when it's, you know, when we've got this warm weather. I just feel like those females like to go up there and warm their bellies up. But, you know, it's just one of the things I always do this time of year on Gunnersville is just go fish the real shallow grass. You know, it can be shallow hydrilla, shallow eel grass, anything like that. It can be primrose, that kind of stuff. But I'm mainly looking for one big bite, and it just hadn't paid off yet. But it's one of those things it will pay off if you keep doing it. But it's not a... It can be a numbers game, but it's not really that big of a numbers game right now, unless you just hit it just perfect and you just, you know, you got the timing right and everything else is down right. But uh, it's it's not necessarily we're just going to do one different thing. I mean, you can pick a trap up and throw a trap all dang day and probably still catch a giant if you stick your nose down to it. But we got, you know, everything was just a cookie cutter, three and a half to low four pound fish. Which is great fish. Not, not, no, I'm not. 
I'm not yeah. complaining about it one bit, man. Yeah. Especially after duck hunting and having a slow duck season all year, like everybody else has. So I'm, I was just glad to catch some fish. But uh, you know, he's uh, he's got the Toyota series rolling up too, and you know, he's just a buddy of mine. We're just trying to go catch some fish, so we just wanted to go look for some different things going on. So that's all it really was to it. It wasn't like uh, we just wanted to go. It's not like we were spoiled by catching them. I would have stayed there, stayed there and wrecked on them if he wanted me to. But uh, you know, just kind of looking for that we got Big a lot bite. of current right now Big you bite. can fish yeah you know you when you got a lot of current like that too you can go look for current breaks and stuff like that that's what i do here a lot on pickwick and try to replicate that on gunner's hill but and it you know sometimes it pays off and you find the right one but it just i don't know for whatever reason we didn't find it yesterday but you know i don't mean we won't find it again tomorrow when we go out if, it, if we don't get blown off the water tomorrow but, yeah right it's supposed to be some more weather coming through but when you're you know, in, in Gunnersville, there's so much grass and there's so much shallow water. H- how do you even identify? I mean, how do you narrow that down to where you're going, what area you want to fish? I try to narrow it down high percentage places like, uh, you know, places that are going to be uh, like pre-spawn places and, you know, bottlenecks, that kind of thing. Just your typical uh, thing that you're looking for for your early pre-spawn fish with some place they're going to pull up first. You know, it can be close to the mouth of the creek and be in the very back of the creek, just depending on what creek it is on that lake. But, um, you know, could be a creek ditch running into the back of the thing and where they just have a high spot to get on. You know, that, that lake's got, like you said, it's got so much grass. It can be a shallow place dang near at the main river. So it's not like we got to run too far to get to that stuff, but it just, so, the day yesterday, uh, my my plan was since we were in the Mid Lake area, we we're just trying to trying to get somewhere close where we were catching fish, and you know maybe maybe pull up somewhere just up from that a little bit shallower and see if anything's pulled up on top of the bars or anything like that. But uh, a lot of the things we ran into yesterday, the problems we were having was the of course the float eel grass. I mean, golly, Seabowl looks like you can walk across it. There's so much float eel grass in it right now. But like I said, we were in the mid lake kind of thing. And sometimes you can run back behind the causeways and go look for that shallow bite. But I'm not really looking for anything in particular all the time. I, I kind of like Gunnersville for the simple fact that you can pretty much go anywhere on that lake and try to find something going on. But I was just trying to narrow it down. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good fishery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, there's yeah. so many dang fish in that lake. It's unreal. But like, it goes back to the, the eelgrass, man. Everybody complains about the eelgrass, but. And those fish got more hiding spots, more cover in that lake than any other lake on the Tennessee River. So, and it shows because year in and year out, that lake gets absolutely friggin' hammered with with uh, tournaments and you know fishing pressure, and it still has them. I mean, it don't get me wrong, it, the the class of fish, the quality of fish that might have gone down a little bit as far as you know, you might not catch. I don't see as many giants caught on that lake, but I mean, still everybody's still catching three and four pounders, man. I mean, it's Still a dang well, good fishery, and another thing that's popped up on that lake is spots. Oh my gosh, the spots on that lake are absolutely huge. Like the guy I was took yesterday, he's from Smith Lake. His biggest spots this year are on Gunnersville. The last couple times he's gone, because there's so many three and four pound spots out there. That's crazy. Well, I, and you know we we <clears throat> we've talked about you know grass and and just specific specifically you know comparing like a Gunnersville to like the Coosa River. To you know what you got you got grass in lay but like in Logan and some of those other ones are just not not a lot of grass and they spray 
And, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, com- complain about that because they kill the grass off. But, man, where, where you find lakes that have grass, you just find bigger fish, it seems like. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And I don't know if it's the hiding spot for the fish or hiding spot for the bait or a mix of both, but it just makes it fun to fish. Yeah, absolutely. It's just more a habitat for them. I mean, and it's not even, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to be habitat for the fish itself. It can be habitat for the bait, but regardless, helping something. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Be better, so. What What are you fishing with this time of year? Um, are you fishing kind of fast or, or through the grass or what, what's, what's kind of your, some of your go-to baits right now? Uh, so it seemed like we were fishing past them there for a little bit yesterday we had to slow down we're still mo- fishing moving baits and stuff fishing you know certain types of uh shallow cranks wraps batterbait typical gunnersville thing also fishing a rig stuff and single swim baits but it seems like most of our damage yesterday was on a chatterbait he caught a few on a crank but most everything either came off that chatterbait or that crankbait when i went shallow uh we tried to I shoot. I even threw a jig at a, at, at some points, but most everything's moving moving baits. Just because I yeah. like to cover water. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it seemed like yesterday they're still, and you know, it's warm outside, but that main lake still cold. So that's right. It's not like they're just they're not moving far to get the thing. So you kind of kind of want to creep it by them. You, you can make them react to it, and every now and then, you know rip it up out of some grass and get one and just kind of load up on it. But the bite's not exactly just from what I've seen, the bite's not just rip your arm off kind of bite, but it's, uh, it, it, it beats the heck out of sitting in a duck pit, not killing anything. I promise you that. (laughs) No doubt about that. (laughs) No, but no doubt about that. Well, man, tip of the day, if somebody's going to come to Gunnersville this weekend to put the boat in and catch some fish, what would your tip be? Uh, I'd say if you're going to, if like, you know, if you're going to fish moving baits, like I said, um, you know, just do your normal thing, but you know, every now and then slow down, pick apart an area. If you, if you feel like that area ought to have fish in it, um, and you roll through it and you don't get bit, it doesn't hurt to turn around and make another pass through there and just fish it slower or maybe fish, fish a different smaller bait or something like that. We downsized yesterday. Like I said, we did. You know, we caught five or six in a row off of one spot. We'd already fished it that morning. And we came back through there because we were just aggravated that we didn't get any bites there. And I had bites for last week. And uh, he threw a down, he downsized his trap. And I, I slowed mine down. He got more bites on his trap and his crankbait than I did on mine. So I switched to a chatterbait, but I threw a lighter chatterbait and just feathered that thing through there. And uh, we finally got on a little bit of a deal there. So, you know, that could have had a little bit of fishing pressure over the weekend in the last few days, but, you know, it could could be the water temp. It could be anything, but just uh, don't be afraid to slow down just a little bit. That's, that's a great, all that matters. It works. That's right. It worked. That's a great tip, man. Well, hey, look, if somebody wants to book a trip with you and uh, come up there and, and get on some of these this good fishing in Gunnerful, what's the best way for them to contact you, Cody? Uh, you can contact me by phone. My number is 901-490-0882. You can look me up on my website, which is BassWalkerGodService.com, or you can look me up on Facebook, which is also BassWalkerGodService. And what is that now, BassWalkerGodService? BassWalker. Okay, I thought that's what you're saying. Just want to make sure everybody understands. Sure. All right, good deal, man. Well, hey, always appreciate you being on here, brother. And uh, duck season's over, man. Go fishing. 
Yep, time to go fishing. Time to go fishing. All right, buddy. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, guys. Let's take a couple more minutes and hear from some more of this week's sponsors. End of another great segment. Well, let's take a couple more minutes and hear from some more of this week's sponsors. This segment was brought to you by Texas Hunter. Since 1954, Texas Hunter Products has produced the best engineered and finest quality feeders and hunting blinds in the industry. The Texas Hunter brand has become synonymous with quality and durability. By sticking to premier standards, the company delivers tough, long-lasting products that meet the real-life needs of anglers and hunters across America. Their fish feeders, deer feeders, hunting blinds, and outdoor accessories are among the highest rated in the industry. You can trust that your purchase from Texas Hunter Products will meet your needs for generations to come. To learn more, visit TexasHunter.com. This segment was brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. Since 1989, Southeastern Pond Management has been a leader in pond and lake management services. If you own a pond or a lake anywhere in the Southeast, Southeastern Pond Management can evaluate the health of your pond and then work with you individually to put together the right plan to get what you want out of your body of water. Through electrofishing, liming, fertilizing, and weed control, Southeastern Pond Management is the one-stop shop to help you produce more healthy trophy fish than ever before and if you're interested in building a new pond or lake give these guys a call to help evaluate your land and design the best possible body of water for you if you're anywhere in the southeast schedule an obligation free consulting with one of their biologists by calling 1-888-830-POND or check them out on sepond.com and brought to you by NorthAlabama.org. Are you looking for a real adventure? Whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one, North Alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition. North Alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, Weiss, Smith, Neely Henry, Lake Gunnersville, and Bear Creek Lakes. Each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish, and in North Alabama, fishing is great year round. For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. Also brought to you by Killer Dog. I hadn't even realized how bad it was. I was cleaning fish on rotten wood, and after cleaning just a few fish, I was filthy, and I had a sunburn. I tried wearing a hat, but it just couldn't keep me cool. And how was I supposed to clean fish without getting messy? Killer Dock brings the upgrade that not only will keep me cool and clean, it will make being on my dock enjoyable again. Killer Dock combines durability, function, and design to uniquely upgrade your entire dock experience. Visit KillerDock.com to check out the greatest fish cleaning station known to mankind. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. A great segment uh, from Cody. Uh, man, two good segments today, and man, it sounds like things are popping. It's getting that time of year, right, guys? I mean, the weather's starting to change a little bit. We've had some warm days. Of course, we've still got a lot of rain and a lot of current, but that's good for the fishing. And uh, man, sounds like some big fish are being caught, and it's big fish time of the year. So get out there, enjoy the lakes and rivers that we have here in this awesome state of Alabama. And, man, we look forward to bringing you another show next week. But that's going to be a wrap for the show this week. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. 
And if you'd like us to email you the podcast, we'll do that every week. All you have to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767, and we'll email it to you each and every week. Make it easy for you. All right, guys, stay safe out there. We'll talk to you all next week. Hey guys, this is Brian Sin, and not only am I the host of the Alabama Freshwater Fisher Report, but I am also a land agent for National Land Realty. Hey, you guys already trust me with bringing you the fishing report from around the state of Alabama, but if you have any needs with wanting to sell property or looking for property to purchase, hey, give me a shout. I would love to help you. My number is 601-383-2344. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Mallard Bay Outdoors. MallardBay.com is the Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking your next guided hunting and fishing adventures. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and secure your dates all from one platform, MallardBay.com. Not sure where you want to go yet? Reach out on Instagram or Facebook and they can help you find your dream hunt. And by MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. We also offer high quality, easy to use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King built in the pursuit of perfection. And by LM Marine has something for everyone, from small hunting boats, pontoons, as well as bigger bay and hybrid boats for the hardcore angler. Go visit them at 34600 Highway 59 in Stapleton, Alabama, or call 251-937-1380. And by Fish Bites. For over 20 years, Fish Bites has been helping anglers all along the Gulf Coast and around the world put fish in the cooler. Ask for Fish Bites or Fish Bites Fight Club lures or visit fishbites.com. Fish Bites, made in the USA. And brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator, bringing you the highest quality online satellite fishing charts since 2004. Your source for sea temps, altimetry, currents, and watercolor at hiltonsoffshore.com. And brought to you by... The all-new Alabama Fishing Show is coming to Gaston, Alabama, March the 10th through the 12th. The venue at Coosa Landing on George Wallace Drive, alabamafishingshow.com. And brought to you by... The Alabama Marine Resources Division reminds all recreational anglers possessing great trigger fish, greater amberjack, or red snapper that they must report these fish through snapper check before they are landed in Alabama. For more information about Snapper Check, please visit OutdoorsAlabama.com.